Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. So enjoy, have a great time, and on with the show. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. Hey, we got a website. What's a webpage? Jayanddan.com. <laughs> it's online. No wonder you guys are always so busy on the computer. Jayanddan.com. <laughs> All I've been hearing about lately is Jay and Dan. Jayanddan.com. Are you single? Jayanddan.com. <laughs> Just like Justin Bieber turned into a new leaf. Trees always replenish themselves. <laughs> it is Imagine we were like trees. If you had your arm chopped off, you'd grow a new one. And then could you chop off your d- Wow. And then grow a bigger d- Wow. <laughs> Boom. Bigger. <laughs> yes. Can't wait for that day. So, yeah, Lanny McDonald on the Canadian Wall of Fame, the most famous mustache in all the land. I've never wanted to kiss another man, but you know what I'd love to do? I'd love to get really close to Lanny's mustache and smell it. Dude. Yeah, let's do it. Surprise phone call. Troy, is that you? Hello, Troy. This is a freaking surprise. There's I can't think right now. Holy sh. So, uh, Troy, um, so this is a happy and a sad phone call. We wanted to say happy birthday, but Brianne wanted us to break the news that you're dying. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) This is a huge international sex toy company. Perfect. Nice. Wow, look at all the choices. Classic Jay and Dan. (laughs) You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. Episode 66. Ooh, I can't wait to get to 69. This is the Jay and Dan, <laughs> the Jay and Dan pro- podcast brought to you by Fox Sports Live every single night, 11 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. You can check us out on 219 on DirecTV or 1652 on AT&T. Or Uber. 583 on Verizon Fios. Anyone else got any? I got AT&T Uverse, and I love it. Yeah. I don't have cable. <laughs> How do you TV. not have cable? Thanks for supporting our How do you chat. not have, you work in cable television. Is that a tax write-off too? It's embarrassing. Yeah, you can write it off. Yeah, it yeah. It's a write-off. I still can't afford it. <laughs> what are you talking about? You're running social media here. Yeah, a lot of money on this. You gotta, you're spending way too much what? money on film developing. You, are you investing in the company? Is that why you have, I don't I don't get it. Normal people can afford cable. This is a oh, lie. You're spending. Gosh. There's some. What did you just that do? Looked, that looks Jim, what's hurt. under there? Hit my knee. Ow. Uh, welcome. It's a <laughs> uh, classic <laughs> Jay and Dan. Great start to the pod. By the way, great intro by Patrick right there. Yeah, you're great really job. banging you're those ones out of the those park. Killing those things, Pat. Just out of the park. Just killing it. Ha ha. Very funny. <laughs> our uh, our uh, Canadian Wall of Fame entry, Elvis Stoico. Elvis Stoico. Now, this is a request. Uh, I don't have the email. But <laughs> someone asked us to put this on. I don't know who. Yeah, someone. Thanks for the suggestion. <laughs> someone. Sorry. Someone uh, will tweet us and say it was me. Figure skating legend, black belt in karate. Now he lives in Mexico. Perfect. He lives in Mexico, and he teaches. Uh, fi- his wife is from Mexico, I believe, and he teaches figure skating down there in Mexico. Love that. And guy. we saw him at the uh, at, in Sochi because yep. he was working for Yahoo Canada, I believe. He, doing, he doing and, uh, and the, our, the royalty we were hanging out with Michelle yeah. Kwan, he came right up. And yeah, and then they made out. Did I believe? Didn't she tell me they dated at one point? I forget. Maybe they just banged. 
Next time we'll you next time it. Kwanzaa's on the show, we'll be like, Kwanzaa, you, Stoico, banging? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be like, yeah, I'm never coming on this. I'm uh, wearing a, a new uh, a, a shirt from the Jay and Dan collection. Uh, why not, eh? I uh, just recently returned from uh, Vegas. Why not, eh? Went with uh, workmates. Uh, Jay, uh, mm-hmm. your friend was in town, so you couldn't make it. Um, yeah. Who'd you all go with? Who was all there? Uh, I can't name them all. I don't okay. want to name them. All right. Don't want to throw them under the bus. Sure, Literally, because sure, yeah. we went on a party bus. It was yeah. fun. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> so you have to check out of your room. And I, so I had to go. Uh, I was hanging with my uh, one friend at the pool, and uh, I had to go change my, my, tr- my swim trunks off and change in my clothes, and I put this shirt on. You didn't have any drugs in your swim trunks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too soon. Do you smoke crack cocaine? <laughs> and I came out. The first time I ever put this shirt on. Right. This exact shirt. This exact shirt. It's been washed. It's been washed. Hey, who's that good-looking guy? Some uh, some woman, uh, fully in Vegas mode, in a bikini. Is when you say by. fully in Vegas mode, just obliterate. Yeah, she's like, uh, walking. And she's like, why not, eh? <laughs> and then she continued to walk. And then four <laughs> college uh, frat boys came by, and they all like started yelling, why not, eh? Why not, eh? It's a hit. It's a hit. Wow. It's a okay. hit at the Vegas pool. So if you want to. If, oh, wait. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Dan hates hipsters. One of them did have a beard, like a, a hipster beard. <laughs> well, Pat, and you're insulting he, Patrick. He was on substances because he just kept yelling, Woo! <laughs> <laughs> and I asked pool security, I'm like, can you tell that guy to zip it? Is it done again? Yeah, it's Matt. Was it Matt Dunnigan? And there were uh, several people that may or may not be dead at this point because they there was not a lot of movement in their bodies. They were just passed out. Yeah, and there was vomit. I saw vomit. It sounds what like a mean, great you, pool. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like almost as good as you washing the pool cleaners. <laughs> Did anybody clean it up? Yeah, that's uh, a, we know you stuck around for that. No, it was because uh, it was right at the entrance to the, the restroom. I got the I hightailed it out of there. What? When you said entrance to the restroom, you it was like you were forcing a woman's head down <laughs> on your <laughs> crotch. I do have a great gambling story though. <laughs> I told you this on set the other night. <laughs> So on Sunday night, <laughs> I placed a large wager on the Mavericks Rockets over. Went and watched the end of the game. The over hits with three minutes to go. I'm like, I got a big ticket to cash. And then uh, went to dinner. And then uh, later that night, went to the Ghost Bar, I believe. It's at the Palms. Is that the? You went the to the roof, Palms, yeah. yeah. Oh, the Ghost Bar. Ooh. So, Sounds like L.A. is going good for you. So <laughs> I I, uh, I reach in my pocket. I'm like, all right, let's go cash that ticket. I, I reach. No ticket to be found. Did the reach around? Nothing. Ticket was gone. So I'm accidentally, like, I accidentally <laughs> must have it must have fallen out of my pocket in the cab when I went to pay for it. Um, so night ruined. I'm like, I just threw away all this cash. Mm-hmm. Woke up the next day. I'm like, ah, this is horrible. Mm. Met uh, one of the guys we were with, and he's uh, he's like, why don't we just check the sports book? And when I'm you like, say met one of the guys you're with, you mean woke up next yes. to one. I poked him and said, let's go check out. <laughs> let's get out of bed. First, let's order room service. Then let's go find my ticket. I can't believe I get to eat like uh, this every day. Unstack the spoon. <laughs> Speaking of room service, I did order it the first day, and it was still there when I left the, the next day. So. Wait, what? It was still in the room. The tray and everything. Oh, like, no oh the one tray. It. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. So we go down. I'm like, how many people have gone to a, a sports book and said, 
I want to bet. I lost the ticket. Give me my money. Right. So I went there, and while I'm standing at the window, I say to the lady, I'm like, I lost my ticket. She goes, she, un, unfazed. She says, oh, just talk to my manager here. I'm like, oh, my God, this this might work. And while I'm standing there, my buddy's going through the phone. He's like, oh, my God, I took a picture of the ticket. He shows the ticket to the guy. It's got the code and everything on it. Looks it up. Says, nope, no one's tried to cash it. We will mail you a check in 30 days. Boom. Boom. Nice. Oh, I'm getting my money. There it is. Yes. Get my money. Tulsi's getting his cash. The check's in the mail. So you know how the Vegas roller coaster, you're like, high, you win, and then I was crashed down, and then I was back up again. I'm just a pig farmer from Peterborough. Now you're vomiting. It wasn't me who vomited. <laughs> So, Did you see someone vomit? Did you actually see that? I think it was one of the uh, the people that uh, that had moved in an hour, and people were coming around and poking her. Like the, the waitress was poked her, and she didn't move. The best. And then she finally got up, and she's like, ah, "How long was I out?" I'm like, "A long time." <laughs> and then she said, "Vegas, right?" I'm like, you don't have breasts. To, you don't have to kill yourself. Hey, by the way, I think. Someone wanted us to get Aaliyah Jasmine on this show. Yeah, again. she's got a. She's living in LA. She lives in Los Angeles now. She's uh, working for E. Yeah. E Online. She's doing stuff for E Online. Perfect. So, yeah, we'll get her down here. We'll get her down here. And then you went to the Dodger game. Yeah, I went to see the Doyers on Monday. How the Dodger dog sitting? Play uh, ball. It's, I'm so glad you brought that up because <laughs> they are so delicious. Dodger are. dogs are so good, right? You know, you have them, and, and you have one, and you're like, eh, you know, I shouldn't have another one, but I'm going to have another one. Because how often do you have a Dodger dog when you go to a Dodger game? So I had the second Dodger dog. Ooh. Felt pretty good. Then I got some nachos with oh. the plastic cheese and the jalapenos. <laughs> Not the loaded ones. They have the loaded ones in a Dodger batting helmet, which is kind of cool. But That's on a spicy and meatball. And a bit much. And then you drop a beer on top of that. Two of them. Two beers on Crush top of that. Two, uh, by the way, hipster beers, like uh, like craft beers at Dodger Stadium, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you hate hipsters. but It's in a hipster neighborhood there. Yeah, Echo Park, yeah. right? So um, anyway, next day, I'm like, actually, but I felt good. You know, you have a couple of hot dogs, some nachos, a couple of beers. You're like, this could go bad, but I felt pretty good. Next day, I wake up, and I'm like, oh, I've got I've to go to the bathroom. <laughs> My, because you know every man looks at it after he takes it. You should look at it. You should see how it looks. Does it's it a look good consistent? gauge of how you're doing. Exactly. Mine, if I could describe it, it was like, um, it was like, Stacked up above the water line, I <laughs> so much, and it was like uh, a black dormant volcano. Like it was so black, oh. it was like it was like uh, the Raiders jerseys, a home jerseys. <laughs> it was like so black. Is that bad? But the only time it turns black, did you have Pepto Bismol? No, no. It because was just, when you have Pepto, oh, the it charcoal. Turns, yeah, the, yeah. yeah, turns things black. Yeah, no, I didn't have it. I wish I had Pepto. But yeah. So have you seen a doctor? Am I dying? I'm the juicy man. <laughs> this is. I it. didn't feel good, and I was on that toilet for an hour. <laughs> so you should have scooped a sample out and brought it right to your doctor. Oh, yeah, I probably should have done that. At some point, I'm gonna go see a doctor about my bowels. <laughs> but I got a couple of a couple of great poop stories coming in my new book coming in October. Number two. That's the title. That's the title. Number two. <laughs> Jandan.com. Yeah, you'll be able the to deuce. buy it there. The deuce. Yeah, got some oh, good uh, stories. Cody Smith. 
for Submitted Elvis a, Stoico? Elvis, yeah. Oh, thanks, thanks yeah. Cody. Great okay, job, Cody. great job by Mike to round that up. Cody. Speaking of a couple beers, I'm surprised we've never gotten to this clip of a drunken Orson Welles. We were watching it's it on legendary. set the other night, and it's fascinating. Yeah. He's shooting a commercial for some champagne. Paul Maison Champagne. Jim, so, you know this? Now, yeah. this is the wrong. <laughs> yeah, this is classic. That's the that's the good version. Yeah, that's the wrong that's version. That's where you got the together. That's the wrong version. So just type in drunken. Yeah, dr- if you try drunken Orson Welles into YouTube, you'll find it. Um, yeah, so he's, because Orson Welles, you know, obviously legendary film director, uh, directed Citizen Kane, comes back to America after many years living in Europe, and he's just doing commercials. He, he's got an amazing voice. He does a million different commercials, and he does this commercial for Paul Maison Champagne. Oh, yeah, this is just the beginning of it. Yeah. So, yeah, this is okay. the right one. Yeah. Here we go. So here we go, Orson Welles. Uh, trying to shoot a commercial for Paul Maison Champagne. Anytime. Just hit that. Hit the play button. Play right there. Turn camera. Marks. 102, take one. (laughs) With overlap, action please. (laughs) Action awesome, please. Just do anything? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Alright, Here we go. Action. 102, take two. Ah, the French <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne. It's vintage dated. Stop. So poor myself. Stop. <laughs> Stop. 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 Here he's back. Now look at this. Here he's rubbing his eyes. Action, please. <laughs> champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne. It's vintage dated. So He doesn't want to be part of it. So was he just pounding pounding drinks before that? Yeah, he was probably pounding bush and pounding drinks. That's Orson Welles. Wow, I feel bad for those actors that were there. They were great because he kept pouring the <laughs> glass of champagne knowing full well that that was not going to be the taste. Ah, the French uh, anyway, champagne. Uh, yeah, I went to... Uh, <laughs> anyway, it was all dudes. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I think we got a, another edition of uh, Email Chain. Email Chain Theater. Check your inbox. Oh, awesome. I don't know how I subjected myself to returning emails. terrific <laughs> stuff. We have uh, myself, uh, Pat Muldowney, uh, Mike Botticello, and Dan O'Toole here are all participating. And it starts like this. I say, another great pod, guys. A pleasure to work with all of you. Hey, thanks for letting us be a part, Jay. It's the only time of the week I don't think about quitting and moving to the Venice Boardwalk. Loved it. And I respond, wouldn't be the same without you, f***. Hashtag truth. Right. It would be better. Great hashtag, Dan. Email chain theater. Check your inbox. Maha! <laughs> <laughs> but the one take, he's scratching his eye and he delivers yeah. his line. He just doesn't give a f- Oh, he's gunned. He's completely gunned. Uh, can we get to uh, Six Degrees of Engineer Jim? We've got uh, 10 minutes before our guest today, who we haven't even mentioned who our guest is. We have two guests. Oh. Greg Wolf. 
We got the Wolfman. Our He's up first. Wolfman. Horse racing insider. If you watch uh, Fox Sports One, you see him all the time. Just a, a very nice man. Uh, great head of hair. Great uh, head handsome. Of hair. He knows his horses. He's going to make you some money at the Kentucky Derby. That's this the goal. And then, oh my goodness, Kenny Albert, the the legendary voice of hockey, football, everything. He can any sport. He can call it with the best of them. And he's calling the Rangers Capital Series. And uh, interesting, uh, interesting story about him and the uh, Caps head coach Barry Trotz. We'll get to that. Ooh, that's that's a that's a sell piece. That's a tease. We call that a tease in the biz. Yeah. It's a tease. Okay, but do we have time to get to six degrees? Or I guess we're kind of cut it tight, aren't we? Yeah. We can do a quick one. Quick one. We do a quick one. We have a Ed? suggestion here. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Do you want to read this to him? Uh, hey Jay, this is from Colson Oliver. I have a suggestion for the engineer gym game. I know you want them on Twitter, but I don't have Twitter, so hopefully you get this. I did. I would like to know if he has a connection to the rap group NWA. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he does. Anyways, love the show. So, Engineer Jim, NWA. Yes. Wow! Unbelievable. Oh. Um, back in the in the good old GNR days. Yeah. Uh, the NWA guys were buddies with the Guns guys. What? Really? And uh, we used to have barbecues together. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. really? How, yeah. Why have we never heard this? Oh, the best. Up at Duff's house, uh, we used to barbecue up there. And uh, I've hung with Easy e on a few occasions, drinking many, many malt liquors. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Who are the yeah. members of NWA again? Easy E. Easy E. Dr. Dre. Dr. Dre. MC Ren. Yeah. Ice Cube. DJ Yella. DJ Yella. Those are the five. Yeah. Wow. Yes, sir. Did those uh, Did those barbecues uh, get off the rails? Did they? Did they? Get they crazy? started off the rails. Yeah. 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 It was nuts. It was crazy. And it, what, one of the things that was kind of crazy about it was some of the uh, women, the the, oh, the <laughs> uh, some some of like the uh, the bodyguard guys, you know, the the posse guys right, that right. came with those guys, the it weed was rolling guys, crazy crazy big guys. So was that oh, yeah. at the height of their was that the height of their popularity? Yeah, yeah, they were it was. huge. It was they were huge. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. And were they like good guys? Like were, great, yeah. the best. Wow. We, and I, I mean, everybody, the posse, all the guys. <laughs> it was it. it was a great time. I just wanted like, yeah. why wasn't there a camera there? To, like Guns and Roses and NWA. Good times. Patrick, you need to clip uh, what Jay just said. There were they good guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a great drop. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. great. Okay, we got it. Let's get a quick one in, super quick. Uh, Allison Chains. Hmm. Yes. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a uh, couple things. Mike Inez, the bass player, is a very good friend of mine. Uh, recorded him on a bunch of different records. We hung several times. As a matter of fact, one time we were partying in a strip club <laughs> together down uh, at the NAM show, you know, that they have. It's the National Association of Music Merchandisers. <laughs> It's a huge, huge trade show where they get all the... Is this the, in Vegas? Uh, it's or actually LA? down in Orange County. Oh, it's okay. in Anaheim at the Anaheim Convention Center every year. And uh, there's a bunch of strip clubs kind of close close to it. I think this was Fritz's too, maybe. Oh. Anyways, we were there with <laughs> some of the Guns guys, and 
the Alice Alice Cooper's band guys were all there. There was a whole bunch of us, the Alice guys. And uh, Mike has a plane, and he was trying to get me to fly with him and a bunch of strippers hammered out of our <laughs> minds to Vegas. Oh. It was... I wasn't gonna do it. I wasn't oh. gonna get in the plane. Oh, not, damn. not, not that, not that wasted. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> and also, uh, I recorded Jerry Cantrell. Yeah, he um, wrote all the tunes, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. unbelievably talented guy, great guitar player, great guy. Uh, recorded Jerry with Jeff Beck, Duff, and Matt Sorum for a song on Duff's record called <laughs> "Up Beyond Belief." <laughs> Jim. You crushed it this week. You hit the uh, you hit it out of the park. I still can't I believe just, that I you had we barbecues you. with NWA. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we might get you with either of those because you know, like the grunge thing or or the hip hop thing. But yeah. you still and my brother suggested Whale and Jennings, but I believe we've done that before. I told him. I said, I think, I think yeah, we yeah, have. yeah. Uh, Whale and uh, uh, his son Shooter. Yes, yeah, shooter. Is, that's right. right. That came up. That's before. the connection shooter there. Jennings. Okay, now let's. Uh, that was awesome, uh, Engineer Jim. Uh, let's make some money for you guys now on uh, the Kentucky Derby. Because okay. what a Thanks, what a great Jim. what a great weekend. Thank you. We've yeah, got that was the, awesome. The the Pacquiao Mayweather fight yeah. on Saturday night. We got the Kentucky cool. Derby on Saturday afternoon. You bet. You got the NBA playoffs. You've got NHL playoffs. You got the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I carry some major leagues of baseball. <laughs> How crazy was that uh, Orioles game with no one there? Yeah, that was oh. that was weird. That was so strange. <laughs> that was very strange. It was uh, this whole situation's bad. Yeah, way to bring the mood down, Dad. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you dying? Do you think anyone went and got the foul balls, or do you show up in the next Orioles game and you're going to get ball? Foul ball everywhere. Grab someone, yourself a ball. Or someone going to go pick those up and use? Get our hands on more balls. Yeah, someone probably went and got them. Yeah, okay. some intern. Yeah. Like someone like um, like Mike Botticello. Probably yeah, I would have done that. Yeah. So Greg balls. Wolf, you can <laughs> follow him on Twitter Mike at Wolf on Fox. Again, he's a uh, he's a very keen horse racing insider. He he does updates. He fills in on he he's a man, he's a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades. Greg Wolf, how are you, my friend? How are you guys? Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing great. We just had the draw for the Derby today, so very excited. So this is horse racing super. Would you classify it as horse racing Super Bowl? Oh, without question. Well, I mean, if you look at the Super Bowl, I mean, the Breeders' Cup. A lot of people consider that because championships are on the line there. But this is, if there's one race anybody in the world wants to win, this is it. So, Greg, going into this one, do we have do we have a favorite? Do we have a, a horse that you know everyone talks about? You know. Uh, we need another Triple Crown winner. We need to, to put horse racing back, back on the map. Do you have someone on, on your mind who, who might actually, a horse that might actually accomplish that this year? We do, and uh, the, the best thing is that we can make a lot of money on this horse, I think, too. But there's a horse this year. Bob Baffert's won this race three times before. He has a horse named American Farrell who he says he's compared to Michael Jordan. He just drifts through the air. He has a long stride. He says he's the most gifted three-year-old. It's only three-year-olds in the Kentucky Derby, for those that don't know. But he thinks he's the most gifted three-year-old he's ever had, and he's won it three times before. But Baffert's going to have the top two choices in the betting race. It is unheard of for a trainer to go into the Kentucky Derby with the top two choices on the morning line. I mean, he's at, if, if American Pharaoh doesn't win it, he has another horse named Dortman, who has never lost, hmm. who looks like he could be the next best thing. Wolfman, I love horse racing, but I've never asked this question to anyone, and I've never uh, looked for the answer. 
in the starting gate, is there a position, aside from the, the far outside, you don't want that, is there a prime position? Do you want the rail position? See, it depends. I mean, the Derby's a totally different animal because there's 20 horses that line up in the Kentucky Derby, so they need an auxiliary gate. There's 14 horses in the main gate. They add an extra gate because there's so many. So it is a wild pack trying to fight for position to that first turn. So it's, it's absolute madness. So even if you're the best horse, you're probably going to need some luck to win the race. And you've got to fight for position as well, not get bounced around. But you do not want to be on the rail. Horse named uh, Ocho 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 got the inside post. One, two, and three, you really don't want to be there. And then 17, 18, 19, 20 are tough to win from, too. But in the last few years, we saw or all have another back in 2012, one from post-19, and he was going for the Triple Crown in the Belmont Stakes. Unfortunately, he got scratched a couple days before the race. But you can win from the outside. It's just very rare. And I played minor hockey in a place called Keene, Ontario. There's a horse named Keen Ice. Does this horse have a shot in hell? <laughs> Uh, he's got Kent Sormo aboard. He's a great rider, so he's got a puncher's chance for sure. But he's only won once, yeah. and mm. that win was a maiden victory. But the good news is that that win came at Churchill Downs, where we're going to run the Kentucky Derby every year. So at least he likes the track, and that's a huge thing. There's only a few horses in this field this year that have won on that track. Dortmund's another one, one of the two Bob Baffert horses. Um, so that means a lot going in, but he's 50-1. to one. Dan morning line Ooh. so he's probably gonna be probably closer to 70 to one okay so i'm putting my uh, entire life savings on, on keen ice putting all on key <laughs> is there another uh sorry pardon the pun another dark horse greg that you would encourage our uh, betting uh, public to uh, think about okay well i think i mean i think american pharaoh is is a superstar and i think he's gonna get the job done but i do like a horse named firing line okay He's, he's 12 to 1 on the morning line. He's probably going to be a little bit higher odds than that. He's won first. He's been first or second in all five of his starts, and he's coming out of a race that's not one of your key prep races, but he's never run a bad race, and he's been right there with Dortmund, who's never lost, as I mentioned, is one of the best horses in this year's crop of three-year-olds. So I think he could be a surprise maybe. And then there's a horse that we showed a race on the, uh, the Jockey Club Tour on Fox Sports 1 from Dubai. And we have a horse coming in from Dubai this year called Mugtahij. He's 20 to 1. And he's got a huge chance, I think, to really do some damage in the race this year. We've never seen a horse come from Dubai over to the Derby to even hit the board. That could change this year. Okay, so all our money on keen ice and firing line. <laughs> yeah. You know what another great thing about the Derby, you guys? Like, we're, we're all crazy people that bet the horses, obviously. But people that bet, so the fight obviously is going on that night. Everyone's going to bet the fight. They're going to try and get even money back or maybe a little bit better. As horse players, we're going to, with American Pharaoh, if he wins the race, we can play a trifecta or a superfecta. We can bet maybe $100 and we can win twenty or 30000 And meanwhile, we're laughing at you guys betting on even money to get your money back. Yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point. Greg, you're going to bring horse racing and horse racing betting back into the mainstream like nobody's business. <laughs> We're working on it. We're trying. Uh, Greg, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, and we'll, we'll see you around, around and maybe uh, maybe we can talk a little bit before the Preakness, and maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe we can, uh, maybe we can yeah, get together, right? We can, we can make well, this a regular Farrow, thing. Well, if American Pharaoh, yeah, if he keeps going and he, he could be the big story, him or Dortmund, if they keep going, yeah, I'd love to. All okay, right, he, you can follow him. Uh, that's Greg Wolf at Wolf on Fox. Uh, again, a solid head of hair, solid individual. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> Thank you, guys.
Uh, we're gonna call Kenny. Uh, we're gonna get Kenny on the line. Kenny Albert. I like I like this firing. Line. I know it's that one sounds intrigued. like you know when you hear all the you know you hear the favorites and you're like yeah but come on and then you hear like your keen horse and you're like yeah that, that's bull. <laughs> firing line. But there's Sounded another one, Danzig. Oh, like named after Glenn Danzig? Yes, I believe so. Danzig Moon. <laughs> Danzig Moon. It's <laughs> actually pretty good. I if I had a horse, I'd name him Ronnie James Dio. Hey, Jim. <laughs> I'd love to name a horse. Poop Factory. That'd be my horse. <laughs> there was the one that uh, just won something. He was, he was uh, who farted. That was, that was like last... 30 years ago. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw it. It just TV. happened. No, it, it wasn't just 30 years ago. He it was just not 30 years race. ago. Let's it's look at it least, up. It's minimum 10 Who years farted? ago. Who farted? Minimum 10 years ago. Patrick, no. get a timestamp on this just on the one. YouTube. Or 30 years ago. It's one or the other. Yeah, over under. I'm saying 2004. I'm going to say 2004. Oh, Who farted? Oh, seven. This uh, is great. This is riveting. Oh. <laughs> Who farted? Yeah. What year uh, was that? Poof. Yeah, that looks Poof. like uh, 2003. Yes! Ah. Boom! Well, not 30 years ago, though. Yeah, that's a wow. good point. I wasn't 30. Yeah. It's right in the middle. Well, not really even in the middle. Exaggerating there a little. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get Kenny Albert on. Now, Kenny is going to be calling the Rangers-Capitals game or uh, series on the radio. Yeah, I while mean. we're waiting for him uh, on the phone here, Edmonton Oilers fans, congratulations. Uh, what a week it was for you. I will say this. Um, I had a buddy in town this weekend. He is, uh, his name is Reed Wilkins. He does the Oilers post-game show on 630 Chad, their, uh, their radio station. And he, every, I don't know, two hours, he'd just look at me and be like, Shirelli. <laughs> and McDavid. I mean, but it's almost like, McDavid, you knew that was a possibility because they were a terrible team. Yeah. Shirelli is like the, the outlier. Like, this is a team that was so used to the nepotism of the old boys club that you just never thought that they would go outside the box and actually hire a capable GM like that. Yeah, so it's going to be a great summer at Edmonton. The it, City of Champions is back. It always is. The Fringe Festival's on. And you've got the Women's World Cup up there. Yeah, the Women's World Cup. Cities. It's on Fox Sports 1. Fox Sports. Kenny Albert, how are you, my friend? Sorry we were talking in high voices. We're so excited about the I am good, guys. How are you? How are you doing? Where are you right now? I am sitting at home watching Tampa Bay and Detroit. Very nice. Uh, do you have uh, now? This by the time listeners hear this, that game will be over. Right. Do you dare make a, a prediction to the outcome of this game? Well, I'm rooting for Detroit just for selfish travel purposes. So <laughs> <laughs> that probably means it won't happen. But right. what do you guys? What do you guys think? Uh, well, I, what I love today, Mike Babcock had a great line. He said, "I just want to go to Schwartz's Deli in Montreal and have a sandwich." So, right, uh, so I want Mike Babcock to get that sandwich. I'm with you. I mean, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to have a Detroit Montreal series? That would be great. Exactly, Kenny. Your your take on the first round of the playoffs so far? Well, I think it's been very exciting. Um, Nothing beats the Stanley Cup playoffs. And you know, I was just kidding, guys, before I don't make predictions, and whether it's Detroit or Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't one, matter. Either one is fine with me. But, uh, no, it's been great. You know, so many overtime games, a couple of seven-game series. Um, you know, you guys know from, from where you come from, uh, this is the best time of the year if you're a sports fan. And, Kenny, I read an amazing story about you today, and I didn't even know about this. Um, can you tell me about living, rooming, with Barry Trotz while you were both, you were calling games in the American Hockey League. He was coaching in the American what? Hockey League. Right. I was the uh, play-by-play voice of the Baltimore Skipjacks. That was my first job out of college. 
They were the Washington Capitals minor league affiliate. And this was back in 1990, the 90-91 season in 91-92. And I was hired to do the radio broadcasts, and Barry was our assistant coach. Rob Laird was the head coach, who had a long career in the International Hockey League with the Fort Wayne Comets. So to save money at that level, the broadcaster and the assistant coach roomed together. So Barry and I were road roommates for two seasons. And then I understand that once um, Trotz got promoted to head coach, he could have had his own room, but he chose to continue to room with you. Right. That was the second season around late February. He became the head coach of the team. And I remember him saying, you know what, let's not break the karma. We'll stay together, (laughs) rooming together. And it it was a lot of fun. He he was about four or five years older than me, so we were both in our 20s at the time. And I learned so much hockey from him, and he's a terrific guy, as you guys know, and so happy for the success that he's had both in Nashville and and Washington. And back in 94, when after the Skipjacks had moved to Portland, he was coaching the Portland Pirates, and a bunch of us went up to watch the last game of the Calder Cup when he won a championship. We always said if he ever got to a championship, we would be there. So we traveled up to Portland, Maine in, in May of 94 to see that game. You mentioned he's a great guy. I'm reading Jordan Tutu's book right now, and Tutu raves about Barry Trotz. Trotz does not look on the exterior like a nice guy, but everyone says the same thing, that this is, this is a guy who would give you the shirt off his back. No, he's tremendous, and, and I've known his wife you know, ever since we were together in Baltimore, and he has four kids uh, who are all you know, college age or teenagers. But you know, back then, I remember when his, his oldest was an infant at the time, and he's just a, a regular guy. You would never know if you caught him away from the rink that he was a professional head coach with over 600 wins in the National Hockey League. So, uh, Kenny, you know, you, you call hockey, obviously, and, and your dad called hockey, and you call football. Your dad called football. Did, did you love one sport more than the other, or did you gravitate toward one sport, or is it just too hard to pick one or the other? Well, I always tell people it's like asking which, which kid you like better if you have more than one. And, and I've been very fortunate to be involved in – in all four of the major pro sports, obviously football and baseball at Fox and hockey with the Rangers and, and now with NBC as well and uh, some basketball with, with MSG and the Knicks. So real fortunate to be involved in all four. Um, I know there have been others through the years, but I think I'm the only one currently involved in, in all four sports. But, you know, as far as my, my youth, it was definitely hockey. Played hockey a little bit. Wasn't very good. Although I did score the first goal in the history of NYU. I went to New York University. And we had a club hockey team, which ironically started uh, my freshman year. And, and I did score the first goal. I didn't score many goals after that, but I did score the first <laughs> one. So it, it was hockey as a youngster. You know, as far as the professional life, I, I love them all. But, um, you know, hockey and football, it's like comparing apples and oranges. Football, it's unbelievable, you know, to have been involved with Fox now going on 22 years. And wow. there, there's really, you know, not a feeling similar to – one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon when they're about to kick off. There's only one game a week per team, and every game that you know is so magnified on on the national scale. And uh, but there's also nothing like a Stanley Cup playoff game. So really hard to differentiate between the two. Really enjoy baseball and basketball as well. But getting back to the original question, growing up as a youngster on Long Island, it was definitely hockey. And then we saw you at the uh, the Olympics in Russia, so you got to call Olympic hockey as well. So. It- does that compare anywhere close to Stanley Cup playoffs? Yeah, that's unbelievable as well. And I've been real fortunate to be involved with the last four Winter Olympics and saw you guys frequently in, in Sochi. And those games are played at such a high level. Uh, I work some of the men's games, some of the women's games, and it, it's really the best in the world. So it, it's, it's so compact, all the games within a two-week stretch. 
and and you could tell they're just giving their all, you know, as they do in the in the playoffs as well. But uh, really, a lot of fun in Sochi and. I saw you guys everywhere. You were at the hockey arena. You were out in the, in the main square. We had nothing the, to do, Olympic Kenny. Park. I don't think there's any, <laughs> anywhere I went that I didn't run into you guys. Well, Kenny, we had nothing to do. It was the McDonald's and then come and bug you in the booth at the, at the bull it, show. Huh? Yeah, yeah. How, many, how many times did you hit McDonald's? We hit it every single day in the, the broadcast center. Yeah, a couple of times because I wasn't over in the broadcast center very often. It was all the way across the park, but we did hit it a few times. But, uh, you, you know, you guys and I, we had a couple of – Nice photo ops together over in Sochi. It was fun. And, like, your your takeaway from that, because for me, you know, we went into it and there was a lot of negativity going in. But for me, and I always tell people this, um, the volunteers, the Russian people were just outstanding. I thought everyone was so friendly, so nice. Um, was the food uh, amazing? Maybe not. But, I mean, the people were so great. What was your takeaway from that whole experience? No, I agree. The people were great. And, and the food, for the most part, that I, that I had access to was catered by NBC. So oh, a lot sure, of it was okay. Americanized. We did go three or four times to a restaurant in the neighborhood right near the Olympic Park in the hotel. And it was good. It, w- it was fine. Um, to me, when I think back, it was almost like being in, in, in Disneyland or Disney World because we were – 50 yards from the Olympic Park, our hotel, so we didn't really venture too far from there. Yeah. And once you were inside the gates, you could have been anywhere. Yeah. It could have been the Olympics in, in Los Angeles, in Seoul, South Korea, in Sochi. It didn't matter. And However, I did, I'm very proud of the fact that I did go into the Black Sea one day right behind the hotel and took some pictures and video. It was about 60 degrees that day, if you guys recall. It was pretty warm over there, mm-hmm. but uh, that was probably the... The, uh, as far as the Russian experience, that, that's the one thing that I was able to take away was wading out into the Black Sea. Did you bring a dog home with you? Yes, that's a good question. I almost brought Mike Milbury home with me. <laughs> he, was out, he was out on the, uh, you know, behind the hotel when I was wandering into the Black Sea. I saw him uh, out for a walk, so thought about bringing Mike home, but decided against it. Uh, Speed, you mentioned Korea. That's where the next uh, Winter Olympics will be. Um, I'm just wondering your take on... on on the NHL at the Olympics, now that they've decided to do the World Cup, which I personally am not in favor of and think it's just a money grab. I can say these things, Kenny. You don't have to comment on that. But um, but just curious to you, your thoughts on NHL players continuing to participate in the Olympics. And if that didn't happen, uh, the idea may be having World Juniors participate instead. Right. I personally think they'll go. You know, I, I, 20, 25 years ago, I was always a traditionalist. You know, growing up in the U.S. and watching the Miracle on Ice uh, in 80. And back then, the Olympics were all about amateur sports, at least for the U.S. A lot of the countries uh, halfway around the world would send over their professional athletes. But, um, but at this point, you know, I think the players want to go. It's, it's the biggest stage. The TV uh, ratings are unbelievable, you know, for some of those games. And it's a great marketing tool. You know, even if the NHL isn't able to share in all the revenues and they can't use the highlights, which I know has been one of the issues they can't use the footage on NHL.com and on, on their networks that they're affiliated with here in North America. But, you know, when you think about it, it's only two or three weeks every four years. It's not like it's every year. So in my opinion, I think, you know, for the overall sport of hockey, I think it's, it's great for the NHL players to go over there and, and participate. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough if you're a business owner. I, someone telling me to shut down my business for three weeks, I'm telling them where to go. Well, the thing is, they're shutting down for the roofs, but they're still playing 82 games. They're right, not, exactly, yeah. They're not, they're not you know, lowering the number of games, and you would hope that the, many of the teams can capitalize on the publicity following the amount of eyeballs that are on those games on television from the Olympics. So, Kenny, for the next couple of weeks, you'll be calling Rangers caps, is that right? 
Well, I'll have, uh, I have a pretty hectic schedule again, as was the case last year in the playoffs and in the first round this year. I had the Rangers-Penguins uh, games on the radio, and then I had four of the seven Islanders-Capitals games. So uh, the plan now is, and we're taping this while Game 7 is going on between Tampa Bay and Detroit, so I'll have most of the Rangers-Caps on radio, uh, one of the games on television, Game 2 with Pierre Maguire and Joe Micheletti, and then Joe and I will also be involved on the Montreal series against either Tampa Bay or Detroit. We'll do television for uh, most, if not all, of, of those games as well. So I'll be racking up the frequent flyer oh, miles once God. again during the second round. Kenny, you're so busy. You know, you brought up Pierre Maguire's name, and I know a lot of our most of our podcast listeners are in Canada, and they remember Pierre. And, you know, Pierre is a very divisive figure out there. Uh, <laughs> and I say that as someone who loves Pierre and, and has worked with him and think he's, thinks he's an amazing guy. Um, curious to know a couple of things. Uh, is he still as intense as ever? And does he make you uh, wake up with him and go to the gym on the road? Because that, that's, he's just it's so intense about working out all the time. Well, the one thing we did do last week, we took a four-hour car ride after a game in Pittsburgh oh to Washington. God. Wow. Because we had a game together in D.C. the next day. And one of the topics uh, was the time that you guys spent together at the NHL Network. So that actually <laughs> was discussed while we were eating pizza in the car and listening to the Winnipeg-Anaheim game four. That was one of the topics that, that came up during the ride. But... No, he loves you guys, and, and I love working with Pierre. And, um, you know, he, I've had the opportunity to work a bunch of games with him now the last three or four years, spend time with him at the Olympics. And uh, he, I know he does like working out. He's also a fanatic about doing the radio shows that he, that he uh, participates in. You know, we got in that night to D.C. about 3 in the morning. He was up at 7 to do three or four radio shows. So uh, very dedicated. He was in the gym that morning. I can't say I was. I took the opportunity to sleep a little bit, uh, but really have a lot of fun whenever I have the chance to work with him, and we'll be together for some of the games in this coming round. Well, Kenny, we can't thank you enough for coming on. Yeah. Uh, we, we love your call on football, hockey, everything you call, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, it's been too long. Haven't seen you guys in a while, but uh, hope to soon. Enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs, and uh, let's do it again at some point during the playoffs. That sounds great, Kenny. Thanks again, my friend. All right, thanks, guys. That is uh, Kenny Albert. You can find him on Twitter at Kenny Albert. His voice is so distinct. Yeah. You, uh, the second you hear it, you're like, that's Kenny Albert calling this game. I'm going to watch this. And then you think about, like, you know, this is the son of one of the most legendary play-by-play guys of all time. And you think, like, how daunting that is to then go into that same profession that your dad did. But not only did he do that, but he has a great attitude about it. You know, he's... He's just a sensational guy, and he's so talented. He can, like he said, he's doing all four major sports. Um, yeah, just think he's the best, the best. I love that guy. I am so clueless. Um, so the first time I met him was at one of our Fox functions when we first started the network. Right. And I went up and said, Kenny, great to meet you. And then I was mentioning to you, I ran into Kenny Albert. He goes, oh, Marv's son. I'm like, what? He's Marv Albert's son? Yeah. I never yeah. knew that. I I'm, never knew that. It is amazing. Like, he, he followed in his foot, but then obviously did it the right way, like, you know, went through the American Hockey League, really earned it, right? Yep. I mean, yeah, just a great guy. That Barry a Trotz good example. Story. That's awesome. Trotzy. I saw uh, Barry Trotz on a flight from Calgary to Kelowna. He has a, uh, his off-season home, I believe, is in Vernon, Barry Trotz. And uh, we had a chance to chat, and he's, he wants to come on the podcast. We'll have to get him on the pod sometime. Maybe, uh, maybe if the Caps win the Cup. Love Trotzy on the pod. Get him on. Trotz. <laughs> Let's, uh, should we call Taggart? Calling him now. Uh, Andrew Wiggins, Rookie of the Year. 
Rookie of the year. Just happened. There you there go. You. Breaking news on the J and Dan podcast. <laughs> from hey, yesterday. Andrew Wiggins. Yes. From yesterday. <laughs> that was uh, that was announced while yesterday. While we watched. <laughs> was it? We didn't even have it on our show. No, it, when this comes out. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like when he was drafted number one. That was was a given that he was going to win that. Yes, it was. So way to go, Andrew He was a lock to win that. And again, I've said it, going to Minnesota was the best thing that ever happened to him. The only thing, I feel not bad for Cleveland, but I mean, they had him. Listen, I love Kevin Love, but now he's obviously out for the whole playoffs, and there's no guarantee he's going to re-sign with Cleveland at the end of the year. In fact, it seems to be leaning the opposite way, like he's going to go elsewhere, probably come to Los Angeles. That's, got on, that's on them, though. That he's only got one arm now. But it's like, Jesus, Wiggins, like he's going to be a, a chance star. For back-to-back generational players. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it was a risky trade at the time, and I was in favor of it because I'm like, hey, you're going for it. you got to do it. Plus, and Kevin Love want, came off a great year last year. And you didn't want a rookie, <clears> and they wanted to get a veteran team to make it. I don't run. think you could have projected that. I mean, you knew Andrew Wiggins was going to be good, but he wasn't amazing for Kansas in college. So I, I don't think it was full. He wasn't even a lock. He was going to go number one in the going into the draft. And then sure. he went went number one. And I just think, you know, he's su- he was such a good player and such a good defender. They're just A lot of people have said LeBron wasn't going to Cleveland had Love not come there. So they got LeBron. They're, they're good. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can hold on to Kevin Love. I just want to see Kevin Love smile. Some oh, point. how many people tuned out of our basketball chat in the no. last minute. No. Everyone? <laughs> Not Toronto Raptors fans, yeah. right? Uh, Jeremy Taggart because the Ra- oh. Oh. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> Sorry. How do you think when you bet the batting? <laughs> Was that a Raptor? It's the only dinosaur. <laughs> Sorry, Jeremy. That was Patrick's playing with his dinosaur sounds. Now, uh, Jay pointed out to me, uh, Jeremy, that uh, Masai Ujiri, the uh, the Raptors GM, is doing commercials for BlackBerry Passport. Is he on BlackBerry commercials? Well, yeah, yeah they got. He's the BlackBerry guy, I guess. Obviously, uh, you didn't take it, so <laughs> we're gonna go with Masai. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's at that point now where he's kind of the cool, calm, collective guy. I think. Uh, He's thinking a year or two from now and realizing that that team that mm. we have is just not as good as people think they are. And Paul Pierce. Do some big things. Get yeah. Paul Pierce. Yeah, bring it. No, Pierce. that's not going to help us. <laughs> we need, we need, we need a, what, what ha- it's pretty obvious what happened to us, and I think John Wall on that whole series did what Kyle Lowry was supposed to be doing. Yep. You know, and that's pretty much, I mean, maybe he's just not – big enough or maybe he was injured or whatever it was i just don't think that we have what it takes to go deep into the playoffs with this team so it's a bit of a bit of a struggle hey boys yeah a bit of a struggle for toronto sports right now yeah it's really (laughs) bad it's just paper bags on everybody's head (laughs) everybody hey the the baseball season's young the jays are just getting started they've scored the most runs in major league baseball at this point that's all good right Dickie's in in uh, the fun, the Fenway Fun Park as we speak, throwing beach balls. Oh boy! Oh, he's, I think he's seven innings. It's down, they're down three to one, but it's just you know same old, same old. Now what? Like Dickie's going to come out of the game and yeah. the the bullpen from hell is about to get on to it. You know, yeah. <laughs> it is the bullpen yeah. from hell. And then <laughs> yes. and, and then and then they're going to run Castro into the ground and yeah or. Yeah, now Diesel's right. the number nine guy. Gibbons has been doing the shell game change <laughs> for the uh, nine spot. Yeah. So yeah. Asuna, I guess, is uh, kind of who knows. And because uh, uh, Castro was getting 
shell there for that last. Well, they were sending them out so much. Like uh, yeah. John Morosi had a great a great point about it. You know, he just said like they're gonna they're gonna end up running this guy into the ground. Like yeah. they have to get him some more help. They have to do something. Uh, but yeah, it, well, they're it, acting like we got like Billy Wagner plus Tom Hankey all set right, now, and then right. he gets. <laughs> He's throwing peas for like two weeks and then he's done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And but the worst part is, Jeremy. Everyone kind of knew it going into the season. Like everyone said yeah. it about this team. Like, lots yeah. of great hitting, but the pitching might be suspect. Ah, it's suspect. Yep. And especially with the uh, you know losing Stroman before we even had a chance. Oh right? yeah. Yeah. It's awful stuff. We're uh, they, apparently uh, Reyes is playing injured, and that's very rare. Apparently the. The Toronto doctors are generally like the last time you will not. They they treat everybody with kid gloves, but um, he's been playing injured with cracked ribs or something, and uh, that kind of tells you how much they need to win. You know. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. I had a buddy in town over the weekend, and we were playing some tunes, and he said, uh, he said, <laughs> he said. We played an Everclear song that everyone knows called Santa Monica, because I'm sure. Santa Monica. Yeah. And he said, uh, do you know your buddy Taggart? He said, I saw, I saw Everclear open for them at Rexall Place in Edmonton. Yeah. Now, do you have an Al- is it Art Alexakis? Is that yeah. <laughs> how is he doing? How is he doing at that point? He's he's all right. He's kind yeah. of a know it all that guy. He thinks he's really smart. Right. He's, uh, kind of greasy. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't buy his uh, what he's selling. Uh, Jeremy, I don't know if we've ever discussed this before, but before the podcast started, we were talking about because uh, we have a channel down here called Access TV, and they always show these like Glastonbury festivals and yeah. all this stuff, and and I reminded the guys about Eden Fest. Remember that 12 years yeah. ago? Did Were you on the Eden Fest card? No, no, we because weren't. Because no one got the, paid, right? No one got paid. Yeah, everybody on and their dog was on that, and, and it was supposed to be the biggest thing ever. And I, I remember Matthew, the promoter, the kid who put it together, I think he was from Peterborough. <laughs> Classic uh, Peterborough scam. On Peterborough, and he just took all the he cash? Lost his, he lost his shirt and his kid's shirt and his grandkid's shirt. Oh, oh my no. God. Well, I remember. I was Set looking, it up for, for people who don't uh, know. So Eden Fest was, uh, it's now Canadian Motorsport Park, uh, where uh, the, the NASCAR uh, Truck Series races now uh, once a year. They had a big, massive festival. And Pearl Jam was headlining one night. Live was Headline they were big. Like, they had like nine-inch nails and stuff. Nine-inch like, nails. Crazy. It was an all-day festival, but there was no organization. I was supposed to meet buddies there. I was supposed to get them to bring me out the ticket. I just walked in with a case of beer, no ticket, and no one checked the ticket, <laughs> and no one cared that I had a case of beer. It was like yeah. Sochi. It was like going to the Olympics. I think they didn't sell enough tickets, so they, but they didn't want to, like, they just, it was, they were so freaked out that they, people just kind of showed up and it was really a, 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 a cluster oh of the F God. kind. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Unbelievable. Eden Fest. <laughs> wow. You were there, though. I can say I was there. I still have pictures from it. Did you crush the uh, beers? We did crush the beers. We had a tent. It was a great time. <laughs> did you get lucky, bud? <laughs> no. I did not. Sadly. It's another sad Peterborough story. <laughs> using, using some CKDJ lines to get some ladies. I was telling everyone, hey, I'm with the promoter, and that didn't yeah. go well. <laughs> I'm with the promoter. 
Dan will tune right. Hey, uh, maybe you could uh, come and watch me do my show on the weekend. And it's almost guaranteed and, to be a good time. And it was supposed to be, wasn't Tragically Hip supposed to be like a big surprise band uh, on the final night, and they never, yep. uh, that didn't happen, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, I mean, because they were like, yeah, you're gonna, we've already seen what happened, and I got a feeling you're not going to pay us, so let's not do this. So, talking about these, uh, these big massive festivals, yeah. when you guys were hitting all these, did you not say to the people, okay, give us the money, and then we'll show up? Well, usually you get partial guarantee or you're, you know, okay, it does. Okay. you're dealing with uh, a legitimate person, and it's just not, a, <laughs> not the case. That happens very rarely, but when it does, it sucks. I yeah. remember there was a, um, remember in, in Walkerton, there, they had that water issue? Yep. Uh, we were supposed to play a show there, same kind of thing. He, uh, I, th I think we did it, or we're going to do it, and he wouldn't pay us, and, you know, it's you you uh you deal with it and you have to do you, you, you to send heavies to the guy's door i think we ended up like partially owning some building <laughs> do you still own it in walkerton i don't know i can't remember <laughs> you're collecting rent in walkerton some movie theater that's amazing yeah suddenly you own half of walkerton yeah, man. You want to get gone? Want to go watch Ghostbusters on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Taggart, I saw uh, you sent an Instagram pic. It looks like the weather may have finally turned up there. Is that it right, bud? Did. It did. Oh. It's unbelievable. We, we got like 20 degrees the last couple of days. Uh, people are getting out there. I'm uh, I'm going to start golfing, except that I crushed my fingers in a garage door a couple of weeks ago. What? Yeah, I was uh, supposed to do a drum clinic. And I loaded up my drums, and I'm, I was at my space, which I, I, I share with the Darcy's fellas, a great band. And uh, anyway, I was putting my drums in the car, and I was closing the garage, and it was one of those old-school garage doors that, like, you know, fold together as it shuts from the top. And yep. it was really heavy, and I couldn't pull the bottom of it, so I, gra I reached up to the gap to, to pull it, uh. and I didn't realize as I started to pull it accelerated and closed on my fingers both oh. hands oh. and i heard like a crunch that's like right on your in your instruments yeah. but, you right know. on my two middle fingers my my two f offers are <laughs> off. so jeremy here's a good indicator of uh, how warm it's been have you seen anyone walking down a street with their shirt off because that's the sign that summer's arrived in peterborough ontario yeah, no, I've, I did. Uh, I saw that a couple times already. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe in Walkerton when you went to collect rent. Yeah. What's up with What's up with the, the fat guys with the tattoos that think it's okay to not have a shirt on? Hey, they want to show those tats. They paid yeah. good money for those. Yeah, the, hey, man, I got a sleeve. I'm hip. No, but it's, there's yeah. an element of like this is hot, isn't it? Well, but that's Patrick. Not at all. Patrick has tats all over his body. You wouldn't know it to look at him. He doesn't seem like the type. But he's do, like I definitely wouldn't have thought that. He's like Dave Navarro. <laughs> he's like he's got prison ones and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Patrick's been in jail. That guy sure. with tattoos. Patrick's he's got been like arrested. A, some like upside down black angel all over his back. No, he's got the tear, he's got the teardrops under his eye for all yeah. the for all yeah, the inmates he killed. Covered in makeup all day. But he tells people he's like, it's, I haven't killed anyone. I'm just sad. 
Jeremy, we can't thank you enough. You've got your live show coming up, right? Yes, on May 5th at Canadian Music Week at the uh, Rivoli. It's sold the heck out, and oh, uh, we're excited. We can't wait. We're going to tape it and uh, put it out, and it's going to be fantastic. Add, a, add another date. Yeah, I was going to say, you should do more shows. We will. This was just kind of a feeler. You know, the fact that it's uh, during Canadian Music Week, so there will be a lot of uh, buzz and lots of press and stuff. So I think uh, the idea is to either do a residency recently, not too far in the future, or definitely do a Canadian tour in the fall. I love so that. Do, do a residency point. in Vegas, and we can always come and visit. Yeah. TNT in Vegas. I don't know if we could get a guarantee, but <laughs> I, know that, I know for sure that we, you know, we might get more fans than a hockey team, though, there. Well, I'll say this. <laughs> uh, if, you, if you go, just have the podcast outside at an empty pool that's being cleaned, and tools will be there. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> People just show up. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, boys. Love you. Love you, too. That's uh, Jeremy Taggart, Canadian rock legend. You can visit him on Twitter at Taggart7. You can listen to his podcast, TNT. Uh, does it, uh, it's, a, it's a hit. It's hilarious. It's the number one podcast in Canada. Um, man, what a great podcast we had today. We had Greg Wolf, the Wolf Man. Yeah, so uh, you're you betting follow on him. Firing Line is the one we're going to be going with here, I think. We had, uh, we had Kenny Albert, legendary play-by-play guy. Lived with Barry Trotz. He made love to Barry. Then we had Tag. He made love to Patrick. Two fiddle f- middle fingers broken. Two middle fingers <laughs> f- <laughs> And we have a very special song this Speaking week. of rock. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. what's this? Yes. Yeah. Remember someone sent this to us. Oh, yes, that's Who right. Who should we yeah. credit? Yeah, uh, we need well, credit here. Well, cue it up. I'll find it. Who okay. it came from. Go ahead. Oh, oh we're we're playing we're... the song? Yeah. I'll well, find out who it came from. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is good. This is good. Feast your ears first. If you're wondering <laughs> why they went down south, it's because Fox told Jay picks your shit in his mouth. Haven't heard what they have or seen what they saw at the Hooker Harvey's or Denny's See if I can find it here. Junior Bugucci's, you gotta follow Jay's code. If you're on a plane, then you drop a load. <laughs> Download the podcast, put it in your pocket. Pound an energy drink, and what Jay and Tulsi, Mike Patrick Peter and Engineer Jim, Jay and Tulsi. <laughs> Jay and Tuesday, you can take a bow. <laughs> Jay and Tuesday, we'll take it back and tea us and once you order, put it now. <laughs> so good. Tony Holden. Tony, Tony Holden. Holden. Thanks so much. Well done, Tony Holden. Uh, that was very entertaining. Though we'd have to amend uh, the lyrics to take out Vader and put yeah. Dave Featherstone Stony. over here. And we yeah. ended yeah. last week with uh, my friend sending an email about to... A uh, sex toy company. Oh yes, yeah. You have some. Uh, he, you have an update here. He was not crapping me. Mm-hmm. I got an email from said company, and we're in talks right now. 
Could have a sponsor. Could have a sponsor. Fox will be happy about that. Free samples all around. Yes. (laughs) Can't wait. Demonstrations. Uh, just have a row of them sitting. Just <laughs> dildos lined up here. Just, just line guess, them up. Guess we'll Different come in sizes. And just, guess we'll come in and just walk out. <laughs> and then, no, and then we can all get our own. Like we can get molds of our c**ks, and then we can have our own official dildos. The juicy man himself. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so keep your fingers crossed. For that. <laughs> um. From like two weeks ago, I the uh, listener Jesse Larkin said he went in for an interview for a job, and the manager asked him if he had been retweeted by the Jane Dan podcast the night before, and he said yes. He tweets us all the time. He ended up getting the job. What Jesse talked about the podcast? We got someone a job. Did he get a job at the at the dildo company that's going to sponsor us? I believe that's probably where this all started. This is amazing. I thought you were going to say, "Did they retweet you?" And he says, "You are not getting this job." (laughs) (laughs) So I'm glad that had a happy ending. Um, do you want to you list off all the Twitter? Jay and Dan Pod. You can visit we uh, our website, uh, jayanddan.com. Check it out. Uh, Greg Wolf, we gave his at Wolf on Fox. Wolfman. Uh, Engineer Jim. Engineer underscore Jim. Remember, if you have a suggestion for six degrees of Engineer Jim, do not send it to him because we like to surprise him with yeah, these. We try to surprise him. Jim, I, 50 you, Shades of the Pod. 50 Shades we of the get, Pod. Yeah, if we get the dildos and stuff. We could oh, do all sorts of it's all sorts of crazy 50 shades of pod. Things we could do a whole new thing. Mike wow. is at Micklehouse on Twitter. Mold. At Pat Muldowney. <laughs> David Featherstone is not on Twitter. D Featherstone, not on Twitter? Not on Twitter. We gotta get you on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah, that has to happen. <laughs> uh, the Adventures of David Featherstone. At Taggart N. Torrens is their podcast. Oh, that's so. right. Yeah. yeah. If you if you don't subscribe to the TNT podcast, you should. It's awesome. Oh, and then iTunes. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And Tell your friends to subscribe, too. And search on Facebook. And, uh, oh, yeah, like us. Like us on Facebook. And you can find the Jay and Dan uh, podcast uh, Facebook page if you go to jayanddan.com. It's right on the bottom there. There's a link to it. And get the shirt. Lots of drunk women will be sitting there. Why not, eh? Yeah, that's <laughs> how you can meet ladies. <laughs> wow. Thanks for listening, everyone, or watching on your YouTubes. Elvis has just left the building. So long, my time here is up. They're going home. Number one cop on the floor, the number one cop, the number one cop.